Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I'm really happy to be here today. As usual, I'm here. I'm happy to be here every single day that I am alive because being alive is kind of cool. Gotta say, it has its perks. Um, but I'm extra happy to be talking to you today because I'm talking to you on my brand new, super deluxe, very exciting, for me, high quality, maybe for some of you, no difference at all, microphone. That's right. I have finally invested in myself and I have the Shure SM7B going into your eardrums right now. Um, quite a step up from my previous microphone, at least in terms of financial cost. <laughs> He's got jokes. Uh, but I'm pretty excited to have it today. And there's a whole story behind this. Okay, for those who, who don't, um, like a few of you don't have social media. I, so I posted a video talking about my anger with DHL and my obsession with why it took so long to get this microphone and this problem, this, this package. Uh, and basically, like I had this issue where just like any other, nor- it was any other day. It was any normal day. I got a notification that I was going to get a package on Friday, Thursday or Friday, right? So I was like, oh, it's an important one. I had spent a lot of money on this. It was important for me. I'll stay home. I'll make sure that I'm home and that I don't miss a beat. Uh, So I'll make sure to be there when they come. Well, it didn't come in the morning. It didn't come at lunch. Didn't come in the afternoon. Didn't come in the evening. Eventually, I got a notification that that said, uh, oh, a delivery was attempted, but you didn't answer. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You got to, I'm here on purpose for that. My job at home today is to be here to accept this package. That's the only work that I am doing today is to get this package. And it didn't come and they did not try to deliver it. There's a very loud bell when you ring my door and they did not ring it. So I thought, well, that's kind of bullshit. And then it said it has been dropped off at a, uh, like a package station. Now, usually what that means is that they've dropped it off at like the nearest either post office or at the nearest place that allows, um, like to where they can accept a package. Like sometimes some places here, um, like some grocery stores, they accept um, packages for certain delivery companies. It's hard to explain, but like maybe you're a shop that sells drinks, but you accept like Hermes packages or DHL packages. So I I thought it was either going to be like a post office or one of these shops that holds packages uh, as well. Uh, But it was neither. It was one of these um, wonderful little automatic shelves attached to another building. Um, I'll, I'll explain, I'll explain to you what that means. So it, it basically means that you go to a store and I'll use a very popular American chain of stores as a reference. Um, but let's imagine you go to a Walmart and on the outside of the store where there are sometimes like vending machines or places to collect the shopping carts. Sometimes there's, um, uh, or like a red box, like a DVD red box, uh, thing to collect. So, so like imagine a store like that. And instead of one of those things, it's this huge rectangular, uh, shelf of packages. It's like a, it's like a wall. It looks like a beehive, a really long wide wall of drawers. And then there's like an, what looks like an ATM machine in the middle. And you're supposed to 
scan like a code to get your package out. Okay, so what happened was my package ended up in one of these automatic shelves. Uh, and when I went to the shelf to get my package, I didn't have like a sheet of paper. I didn't have any barcode or I didn't have any thing to, you know, to beep, to share so a number. So I thought, oh, I'm supposed to type in my, like my, my, my Sendungsnummer, like my reference number for the package. Type that in, it didn't work. And then I realized it was like, oh, you need to have an app. You need, you need to download an app to get this out. And then it was like, oh, you need to make an account with this app from, from DHL to get the barcode to get the package. And I stood there for like 35 minutes and I filled out I downloaded the app and I made an account and I took pictures of my license and I took a video of myself to prove my identity to an online third-party agency. And after all of that, it still didn't give me anything that would allow me to get my package. So I just didn't have it. I just didn't have it. And then, yeah, um, I was pretty mad. And I made a video about it. And in, 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 in terms of my viewership, it went kind of viral it it did pretty well i'd say and people related to it it was you know it's it's still up on my instagram and tiktok it's you know dhl sucks and it's really about this weird issue like imagine if you're like 60 years old you know imagine if you're in your 60s okay the 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 technology we have these days is, is already hard enough for someone like me to get everything and then you have someone who's older didn't grow up with phones and they have to get their package it's important and when they go to get their package they have to download an app make an account take photos of their id and it's still none of it works and you're there for 35 minutes it was crazy so anyway finally long story short very long story apologetically long story short uh here i am it's like nearly five days later and they gave me a slip in the mail, finally. After all this time, after warning me that my package was only going to be in the little autonomous shelf for a few more days, they were like, it's only going to be there for three or four more days, so you better hurry up and get it. And I was like, ha, 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 how? But then finally it came. I got the sheet and I went up there and boop, scanned the barcode. The shelf opened up. This like mysterious weird shelf automatically opened up. And then I got my little itsy bitsy little package out and I drove it home. And here, now you're looking at it. Finally, I have my microphone from Toman. So I'm very excited that that finally worked out. I'm actually, I was really mad with how DHL handled handles that stuff. I mean, especially when they just don't attempt the delivery. Like when they don't attempt the delivery at all. It's ridiculous, okay? You know, like, I see so many videos of American postal companies like UPS and, and you know, Postal Service and, um, yeah, even like DHL, I think, operates there and Amazon, of course, and they have to take photos of the packages arriving at your door. What I wish is that it, they would just put it at my door. Just put it at my door. Like, you can press any of the bells on the front house door to get into the apartment and then just leave it at my door. Sometimes they do that, very rarely. But they'll do that. And I wish they always did it. I really do. I really wish they always did that. Uh, But anyway, so um, speaking of Toman, 
Um, the Malkin here on my live TikTok says, Grüße aus Bergheim, Köln, Köln. Hi, hi, Malkin. It's nice to see you guys today. We've got a few people on the live so far. Uh, it's always nice to have more people here. Make sure to, if you have a question or an Americanism or something about living in Germany or any sort of prompt, I'm going to get into some right now. Pretty soon I'm going to get into some pretty extreme Americanisms, things that Americans do, American culture that's weird and funny and strange to a lot of foreigners. Talk about it. Try and break it down. And if you think of one yourself, make sure to put it in the chat and we'll talk about it a little bit here on uh, on the podcast today. So uh, I did just want to mention one more thing, though, since I mentioned that I had ordered the new microphone from Toman, that the Toman videos that we're making on YouTube are going really well. So if anybody has any interest in music at all, uh, musicians like Bill Withers, Stevie Wonder, Billie Eilish, um, Queen, Paul Simon, anything like this, go check out T-H-O-M-A-N-N.com. Uh, no, not .com. Go type that name in on YouTube. They have a great YouTube channel, uh, a lot of subscribers, and I'm very lucky to make videos on there. It's been a lot of work and a lot of uh, negotiations, but now it's finally flowing and it's doing well. And we're going to put out a video every two weeks. So we got one about to come out this week and one that's in pre-production for two weeks from now. So just to let you know about that, Toman uh, is doing well. And now I have a new microphone from Toman. So potato, tomato, potato, tomato. So now down to some really strange Americanisms. Um, so for what for people who just join in here, what, what that means is there are things, there are things that Americans do that their culture has, that their behavior is like, that a lot of foreigners find strange or weird or over the top. Of course, of course, there's a lot of things like that. And I'm really excited to jump into that today and try and break some of them down and explain, you know, for the, you know, roughly the next hour, what that, what the, what these mean, why we do it, why Americans do it. Um, so one of the things I'm going to just read this prologue here or this, yeah, this prologue here. So, uh, for those from the U S it's easy to think that the way that things are done is how it is for everyone, but that couldn't be farther from the truth. There are a lot of things that wouldn't strike the nation as strange, but sometimes it takes someone from the outside to realize how odd it really is like cheese in a can, for instance, or having 24 hour restaurants that serve your favorite meals around the clock. Oh, fantasies of Waffle House. Uh, or even something as normal as a pumpkin spiced latte. Along with that, there are a ton of different aspects of America's culture that is downright baffling to the rest of the world. Like, for example, if we're getting into the first one here, cheese in a can. Yes, you heard right. Cheese in a can. Easy Cheese is a processed cheese spread product that comes out of an aerosol can. And I, I honestly don't even know, like, if what in the can is actually cheese. I don't know if I can legally say that it is cheese. Um, but, you know, and some people from the States also find it weird or different or gross. I don't. I think it's kind of fun. I mean, it's if you consider it as something different, like, it's not really cheese, you know, it's not really cheese like, you know, like what you're used to here in Europe. You know, like it says here, 
any European would absolutely be outraged by the idea that anyone would consume cheese that isn't of the best quality. Um, a lot of Europeans, yes. Every European, I don't know. I don't, I don't like to generalize entire groups of people um, into one super easy category, but yeah, probably most people find this disgusting. Uh, Fredson1308 says, why do Americans think the earth evolves around them? You meant revolves, but you have a great you have a great question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's very easy when you live in America to believe that the world revolves around you. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a crazy country, and right now it's really, really extra, super mega crazy. Right now it's the craziest it has ever been, ever, as far as I know. I mean, in my in my lifetime, definitely. But it is so weird. It is such a weird place. Um, these Americanisms I'm going to get into are just funny, lighthearted things, but let's not even get into how crazy serious, uh, a lot of big things are that they're doing wrong now. Uh, but yes, they do think it revolves around them. Big, t big time, we say, big time. But yeah, cheese in a can, pretty gross. Uh, next up is flying flags everywhere. America's so patriotic. America is a really, it's an extremely patriotic country, and they will make sure that you know it, okay? The red and the white and the blue getup isn't solely reserved for the 4th of July, which we just had yesterday, by the way. Um, no, it's not reserved just for that, because a walk down any street in America will have you spotting the nation's flag perched on a big chunk of the houses. No other country seems to sport their colors as much as America does outside of a national holiday. And a lot of foreigners think it's quite odd that the U.S. flag is embedded into every crevice of the country. That's true. Um, I also can completely understand why a lot of foreigners find that weird. Uh, why do Americans feel so patriotic? You know, I had an interesting conversation with my dad the last time that I visited America, which was back in April and May. And we were talking about how Germans, like, generally speaking, generally speaking, aren't the most patriotic people. Um, there were some things that happened when Germany got really patriotic. So nowadays they're not so patriotic. Uh, and it makes total sense. And I, th I know that a lot of Germans look at other Germans uh, who are patriotic and maybe have certain negative thoughts about them, funny thoughts about them, if you will. Um, and I was telling my dad that, that like Germany's not really patriotic and they, a lot of people tend to look down on hyper-patriotic Germans. It, it, you know, depending on what side of politics you're on, this is, I'm an unbiased describer here of the things that happen, but yes, people are not so patriotic here. Um, and he was really surprised by that. He was really blown away by the entire notion that uh, a country as successful and wealthy and, and whatever progressive as Germany would be so against patriotism. Uh, because in America, it's like the norm. It is so normal to be extremely, extremely patriotic. Um, oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? Ah. Uh, guys, thank you so very, very much for the likes and for sharing the live today. We're talking about some of the weirdest Americanism things, like how patriotic these Americans are, these crazy Americans. Um, JB Aus Oi 86 says, Moin, nice mic. Hey, man. 
Moin to you, and thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm very happy with the new microphone. Um, yeah, another thing, another Americanism that's very true is that everyone is a workaholic. If you work in, if you work in America, live and work in America, you you probably are a workaholic, and it's one of those things of like, what came first? Okay, the chicken or the egg? Did the lack of holiday time turn Americans into workaholics, or did the extreme passion for working lead to the no holiday time. I mean, for example, this is what this article says. Those who, uh, thank you so much for the likes, guys. For those who reside in America, um, those who reside in America rarely opt for vacation time. Well, not that they really have a choice, but a lot of workers aren't even guaranteed paid leave. And if they do, it's probably only a few weeks out of the entire year. Uh, JB is asking about the microphone. He says, did you get it from the pack station? I saw the video and I felt your trouble had the same problem. Yes, I actually earlier today released an update video. Uh, so it's called DHL update video. You can check it out uh, where I showed me finally getting this out of the pack station. It was a whole experience, but yes, it's finally done. Thank you for asking and thanks for the likes, guys. Um, but talking about Americans being workaholics, um, in destinations across the world, such as Germany and Spain, vacations are plentiful and employers are required to include at least a month off of paid vacation. The Europeans tend to indulge in travel a lot more than those in North America, as it's simply ingrained in their culture and lifestyle to do so. But that's the weird thing, right? Is it, is it more of the fact that they just never guide got the chance to do so much vacationing or you know did they just i don't know i it's hard to say it's hard to say if those things are even connected maybe maybe it's not even connected that's weird i was we transferring something and it didn't go through at all that's very uncommon for we transfer i don't really have that many issues with it anyway I wasn't talking about we transfer. I was talking about Americanisms, and yeah, they're they're really they're really in, invested. Uh, Inge von Schneider asks, "Brauchst du eine Kleiderspende?" Does that mean a clothing donation? Are you uh, suggesting that I look like I can't afford uh, <laughs> adult clothes? <laughs> Uh, it's partially true. I can respect that. I do dress quite homeless sometimes. Uh, sometimes I like a shirt a lot and I wear it so much, even when there's several holes in it. Not this shirt in particular. I actually quite like this shirt. Um, unless you're talking about these fake sunglasses that I have on. Uh, in which case, yeah, I could use some. Uh, it's hard to find a good pair when you wear glasses. Uh, JP asks, Oi86 says, I have 30 Urlaubstage and the 24th December and 31st December is Betriebsferien. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, in terms of Germans and their vacation time, and especially Bavarians with their holidays, oh, there ain't no comparing. There ain't no comparing, man. Um... It's just, it's a whole different world here. And it's a whole different, it's a beautiful experience to be able to come from America where you just don't have that freedom to travel. You know, my poor dad, he has two weeks 
of the whole year, 10, 10 business days to travel. And he, he can either go play some golf with his friends or he can maybe come here in, to Germany sometimes or he can take off work when I visit him. But it, that's kind of it. It's really limited and it's a shame. It'd be great if he could do everything. Come here, then go play golf on a retreat with his friends and then take off work for a week when I visit it's not easy. But back to more Americanisms. We're not going to stay on just one topic today. Um, but this is something I noticed about America after I moved, which is that every party, every party includes red solo cups. I didn't even notice that that was an Americanism until I, yeah, until I moved here. And then I started seeing it I started noticing it more in the movies and noticing it uh, that there's not that much of these here. Actually, I've, I've, I've almost never seen red solo cups in any parties here. Um, but like they say, red solo cups are a very localized phenomenon. The cups are usually associated with the classic party scene or college hangout with games such as beer pong, my personal favorite, and flip cup, uh, and tell me if you get this reference, but flip, 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 Adelphia, flip, 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 Adelphia. Uh, beer pong and flip cup are frequently played with them. The association probably has to do with Hollywood consistently using them in movie party scenes. They are a staple at USA themed parties thrown around the world. It's quite a funny cultural association since something as simple as a plastic red cup is not sold in a lot of countries around the globe. That's true. There's, I don't see anything sold like, I mean, maybe, sometimes, sometimes, okay. Everything happens once, right? I've occasionally seen red party cups sold at certain stores in Germany, but not that often, and usually only around the 4th of July, or in a part of the store that is dedicated specifically to, like, this is the America corner. So it's like, you know, cheap sugary cereals, like some peanut butter, and then red solo cups. Uh, JB Oi 86 says, what's about the food? I heard that in America, many people love fast food. Oh, we're going to get to the food, my friend. We're going to get to the food. You just hold your britches. You just hold your horses. Guys, welcome to the live. Uh, thank you so much for the likes. We're talking about some of the most stereotypical Americanisms uh, that I've really loved from this article. It's really all about... Uh, things that Americans do that are quirky or funny that foreigners love to talk about. Uh, JB says, once I had a party with some American guys and the and and they brought one bottle of wine and wanted to share. <laughs> that I don't understand. I don't maybe that's just those guys. Normally Americans, if they want to come if they really want to party, they come prepared to party. They pre-gamed um yeah, he says, with five people, we drink one bottle per person. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so, you know, I, I think Germans party pretty well. They can, um, but it just depends on the type. Maybe it's just these guys. I don't know. Anyway, so another really like particular Americanism that I think is very, very truly American um, is that cheerleaders are a thing and they are a big deal. Mm. Cheerleading teams for football teams have become a billion dollar industry and have arguably become just as important as seeing the actual game. This is wild. 
The cheerleaders, I mean, I know it's true, but it's wild that it's a billion dollar industry. The cheerleaders are a vital part of the football game and their routines pre, during, and post games are kind of a big deal. Oh, and Americans also hold cheerleader competitions where different teams compete against each other as a crowd cheers them on crazy. Cheering on cheerleaders is definitely odd to wrap your head around, but it's completely normal in the States. Yeah, this is true. For those who haven't seen the incredible Netflix show Cheer, then you might not have the best uh, actual idea of how important and huge this is, but it's it's like if you live in the States, once or twice a year, there's always a few sports channels that are dedicated to showing the cheerleading competitions. They are they're extremely popular. They make a lot of money. Colleges from all around the world are specialized. Like we are a we are a cheer college. We are a cheer university, and it's really it's really cool to see that. And there's so many movies like Bring It On um, and Bring It On Two, <laughs> but really watch and there's more. But watch Netflix's Cheer. That's a great show. Yes, yes, JB. Cheerleader shows are amazing. Okay, and here's another thing. Here's another really Americanism. Guys, thank you for joining the live. Thank you for the likes. Make sure to share the live with a friend of yours, especially if you want to talk a little bit about how silly and how crazy Americans really are. I love it. Let's talk about it. Um, One thing I didn't notice until I moved here was that everyone in America orders coffee to go. I have a good story about a German trying to adapt to this world, but I think it's, I think a lot of things that Americans do are bleeding over a bit more into Germany. It takes a while, but like everyone orders coffee to go. And that's a good example. Like it seems that coffee in America consists of quickly grabbing a latte at a Starbucks drive-thru as you rush to work in the morning. Rarely do those from the States actually sit down and enjoy a cup of coffee at a cafe with friends. Most international coffee customs include just that. A common ritual where sharing a cup of coffee is more than just grabbing it on the go. It's an experience where you can sit down for a couple of hours and actually enjoy it. Yes, I have had that experience far more often in Europe than I ever had in America. Like, of course, sometimes, you know, being from New Orleans, sometimes you would sit down at a cafe and enjoy a coffee with a friend, you know, and split a snack or something. And a lot of people in America, what they do most of the time is they'll stay They'll sit at a cafe and study the whole day, which is a little different from just enjoying it with friends. But um, sitting at a cafe on the laptop studying all day, something I did quite a lot of in college. Um, and I enjoyed it. But also, yeah, just grabbing something to go like, oh, let me get an iced coffee through the drive through Let me hit the road. Let me get to work. I'm late. Let me get to the show. Come on, let's go. Let's do it. That's very American. That's super American. Uh, Inga von Schneider says, Americana Essen Chips zum Sandwich. Yes, yes. Um, We're going to talk about the food, guys. Don't you worry. We eat a lot of potato chips. I love potato chips. We eat a lot of fries. We're going to talk. I mean, Germans love fries, too. We're going to talk about it. JB says, coffee to go only when I'm in hurry, but sit and enjoy it is much better. Yeah, of course. It's it's the same mentality as the workaholic-isms. You know, it's like, do you have the culture that supports like 
self-care and leisure and enjoying life outside of the work personality you've created, Europe does, Germany does. You know, then you can really, like people want you and they respect you to go to a cafe and take time to have a nice espresso and enjoy the view and sit in the sun and see your friends uh, as long as everything is on schedule kind of. And in America, it's really like, I got to go. I got to be somewhere. Can't waste my time. Got to hit the grocery store. Let's do it. And yeah, it's a really interesting difference. Um, Gamer Girl says, no, not in Jamaica. Do you mean that it's not to go uh, in Jamaica or it's uh, not not staying still in Jamaica? Which one do you mean? But... Yeah, Americans for sure. It's zip, 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 zip. Gotta go, gotta go. That's very American. That's very American. Let's talk. Okay, this next one is also super, super, super American. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with... It, it's based all around the system in place here. This is based all around the system. But um, people are generous with their tipping. Wait, Gamer Girl says know where we have time to go outside and be outside so you do have time to go be outside yeah okay okay yeah so it's a bit like a bit more like europe that's really different in the states they they're like i got places to be i got things to do don't bother me don't come to me don't call me don't write me don't talk to me don't stop me don't get in my way i gotta go i gotta be somewhere i'm busy i got a doctor's appointment i gotta get my car washed i gotta go to the dmv i gotta go to walmart i gotta get myself a new shirt gotta go to the prom gotta go to the mall i gotta go i gotta go but the next really americanism is the tipping guys if you are ever traveling to america you have to know you have to know how to tip you have i mean it's okay so for example uh, tipping staff, tipping the wait staff after a meal is customary in the States since their minimum wage is below the actual minimum wage. And now it may seem unfair to a lot of foreigners, but with the wage being so low, waiters and waitresses depend on tips to make a living. It is extremely unfair. It is or extraordinarily unfair for American wait staff. I have been a waiter several, 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 several times, uh, both in America and in Germany, uh, up until the last couple of years or so. And yeah, I, I didn't worry so much about getting a tip here. I made plenty of fine money. If people tipped 10% or 8%, totally cool. I didn't worry about it at all. You don't even really have to tip in a lot of places here. And if you go to Australia, they make so much money, there is no tipping. There is no tipping system in place. So you don't even have to think about it. But if you go to America and you don't tip, unless the service was just terrible, then you're the bad guy. I mean, you gotta tip. You gotta tip, man. Uh, Inga von Schneider says, I won't tip. Well, I hope that you do if you're in America because these people, these poor bastards, I've been them before, working at a cafe, making $2 an hour. And, you know, like usually, and the thing about this is, the good thing is you will usually receive great service in the States as the servers know they have to put their best foot forward. So you're, you're getting great service most of the time. If they remember your food, if they have a smile on their face, if they're on time, if they bring you everything hot and fresh, you know, 
Inga says, they can't force me. No, but it makes you look extremely bad. I'm going to be honest. If you go to, if you're going to America and you go to a restaurant or a cafe and you pay whatever it is, like five bucks for a coffee or you pay 30 for a dinner uh, and the wa- the waitress or waiter was like super nice to you, brought everything on time, did everything good f- that you wanted Uh, and then you don't leave any tip, that makes you look extremely bad. Um, Of course, that's your choice. No one can force you, but it's a different culture. So it's nice to know how to behave in different cultures. And like for me here, learning how to change that, I used to over tip here. When I came to Germany, I was over tipping baristas and over tipping things. And everyone was saying, hey, what are you doing? Stop, stop, stop. You're crazy. Don't tip. Don't tip. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, okay, right, okay, it's, or, or 10%. So I'm like limiting, even to like the, the, the delivery drivers, like Gorillas or Lee Ferrando, I really have to like, boah, I really have to uh, remind myself like, okay, just like a euro, two euros, depending, whatever, and do what I can. JB says, wherever I am on this planet, I always give a good tip. I think that's the best mentality to have, honestly. Um, unless you go someplace, like I said, Australia, where that system is just not in place, then of course there is nothing to tip. Um, but normally a good tip goes a long way, uh, depending where, uh, everywhere that you go in the world. Um, so yeah, so tipping is a whole different game in the States, but now we are getting into one the thing that a lot of people have been trying to mention so far on this uh, show. Thank you so much for the likes guys. Thanks for joining the live. We're talking about American isms and one of them is portion sizes. Let's talk about those portion sizes. My goodness, America doesn't exactly know how to do anything small with sizes that include large, larger, and largest. It seems that the bigger the better is a motto that they live by. If you ever visit a McDonald's, they will probably ask if you want to supersize your meal. Not only that, but the portion sizes in restaurants are generally always massive. Other parts of the world typically value quality over quantity, which is why it's a strange concept to those visiting the country. 100%. Like, when I started traveling through Europe, and I would go to nice restaurants, nice restaurants, not even like super fancy, but like nice um, I would be in, you know, France or Italy, for example, even, uh, of course, in Germany as well. And the thing was, a portion would come to me, and having just left America, I would have this mindset of like, that's not as much food as I would have expected to be for this price. But then you eat it, and you take your time, and you enjoy it, and you savor it, and you're sipping wine, and ooh, 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 and it's like, this whole new revelation comes to mind where the food is made with such fantastic, rich quality. It's the great, like really right out of the earth, handmade organic material. And it's so filling and beautiful. And like, usually a lot of French food has a lot of butter in it anyway. And it just, it just fills you up. You just don't need a huge portion. And um, a lot of people will you know, if you ask people in, 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 let's just use France as an example. If you ask people like, Hey, where's the rest of my food? You know, like where's the rest of the portion? They're either going to roll their eyes and say like, Oh my God, another American who, you know, wants this, you know, quadruple snack cheeseburger, or they're going to say, Hey, just, 
try it first. And if you want more, you can order order another one after. So yeah, it's really, it's a totally different world. And now, whenever I go back to America and I, and I visit, um, when I visit uh, my family there, like it takes me a couple of weeks to, to get used to it, to get back into the flow of eating the food. Uh, I mean, to a certain point, like I, I still can't eat the same portions I had before I moved. But like, of course, after a few weeks, like, you know, your stomach stretches a bit and maybe I'm eating like three slices instead of two slices of pizza or, you know, I can have the whole burger and all the fries. But you know what I mean? Like when I first go there, I can't finish anything. The The portions are too big. I, 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 I get the burger in front of me and I have like a little more than half maybe. I'm still a big guy. But I can't eat all the fries. It's just the portions are enormous there. It's crazy. At least you get, uh, you know, a bang for your buck. If you're starving and you go to a diner and you order like an an eight dollar plate, you're gonna get enough food to feed the whole family. So yes, they do love fast food. I mean, the next thing on the list is all about that. It's it's called any <laughs> almost anything can be deep fried. Let's talk about the deep fried nation, everybody. Thank you so much for the likes. Thank you for joining. Thank you for sharing the live, guys. We're talking about weird, wild Americanisms, some stereotypes and things that are different in different countries, like, for example, here in Germany. Um, pretty much anything can be deep fried these days. And that holds especially true in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Um, people from America are great at finding creative ways to fry things that probably shouldn't be fried. But I'm not complaining. Forget fried chicken. How about fried Snickers bars? Hmm? Twinkies, Oreos, bacon, chicken fried steak. And the list goes on and on. Even cheeseburgers can be deep fried. And on Thanksgiving, the turkey is tossed in the deep fryer. In America, anything can be fried if you just believe. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, let's see what the people are saying. Gamer Girl says, deep fried Oreos. Love them. Pickles. Yeah, I've had fried pickles. That's pretty much the bomb. I had ne I've never had like the, these fried candy bars. I never had fried Twinkies, fried Oreos, fried Snickers. I mean, I would try it. Would definitely try it. I'm a pig, but I've never tried it so far. Uh, fried bacon, pretty sure I've had that. Pretty good. I've had chicken fried steak. I am from the South. Um, fried chicken, of course, always always and forever delicious. I'm a big fan. Um, because I come from, you know, Mississippi and New Orleans. If you don't like fried chicken, you're kind of like, get out of here. Um... Inga von Schneider, party pooper von Schneider over here says, don't you care about your health? Well, Inga, I just said I've never tried these things, but that I like fried chicken. I didn't say I have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Also, this isn't about me. This is about general Americans. <laughs> like, it's just some of the people that are there think it's fun to fry like anything. Um, so... Of course they do it. I mean, it's America. They do crazy shit all the time, every day. Look at it. Just look at how what state it's in. Um, Gamer Girl, we eat fried chicken here in Jamaica every day. Absolutely. I'm going to pound you on that one. I love fried chicken. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. Um, of course, I don't eat it 
I wish I could eat it every day, but I, I can't. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a white guy in Germany who doesn't climb mountains, so I will get that weight on real fast. <laughs> Gamer Girl says, eat. I, I appreciate that. I, uh, I should get some fried chicken tonight. Now, now I'm getting hungry talking about all this fried stuff. Um, but yeah, America fries everything to the point where it's crazy. I would never fry a Thanksgiving turkey. I would never fry like Twinkies and Oreos and Snickers. I would try them. I would try them, but I wouldn't like actively go out and be like, I can't wait to have my third serving of deep fried Twinkies. It's just, you know, whatever. It's America. It's weird. Another one. What's really crazy to me, and this was something that I grew to love about living in Europe, and that is the pre, the pre-added sales tax to a purchase. Oh, oh, I mean, let's talk about it, okay? You go to a clothing store, you're in, You're on the hunt for a fresh new shirt, you've got a date lined up, you wanna look fresh, and you only have, let's say you have like 50 bucks in your pocket, you gotta get one nice shirt. You're sifting through, sizes aren't really working, you tried a few different things on, but the color isn't right, or ah, pulls and pushes here, it doesn't work. And then you see one shirt lingering in the back of the clothing rack. It's the right color, oh, it's the right size. And you go, and you put it on, and you look at yourself in the mirror, and it looks beautiful. And you look great, and you're so excited, and you're so like you you think you look so good and you're so happy about it and you look at the price tag and it says it's 42 euros and this joy just rushes over you because you know that with this 50 in your pocket you can go or let's say it's you know 48 just for sales tax reasons but you know you can go to the counter and and when you do 48 it will say 48 at the register when you're done. And then boom, you've got it. It's made. It's finished. Voila. You've, uh, you can afford it. But in America, in America, if you go to the, do the same experience, you have 50 bucks in your pocket and you have 40, the shirt is 48. You're not taking that shirt home that day. You're not taking that shirt home that day. It is just not going to happen because with sales tax, that shirt is going to be, I don't know, let's say something like 53, 52, 53, 52, I don't know, something in there. I can, I don't, I'm not doing the math. It's just, uh, you know, it's a fake story to give you the example that what I loved the most was like, I was calling, I was calling people back home and I was like, dude, when you go to a restaurant here and the, di- and the dish is like 12, that's what you pay. It's 12. That's, there's no, you don't have to add on anything. Or like, oh, when I go and buy a shirt here the, with the cost on the tag is the cost that I pay at the register. How cool is that? Like that was my whole life was trying to add sales tax. That's why everything in America is also like 99 cents. So like, or like $3.99 because they want to make you feel that it is cheaper by having the one cent under the line, but actually $3.99 is going to be like $4.20 or something. (laughs) $4.20. But it's really going to be uh, a big difference. It's going to make a big difference. And I love that uh, here it's just already included. 
Um, Gamer Girl says she hasn't been to Europe yet, hopefully before the end of the year. That'd be great. Oh, that would that would be really nice. Uh, it's a, it's a good place to travel to. Um, she also says it's the same in Jamaica. Sales tax is killing us 15% on everything. And Sarah Goldschmidt, hello, sunshine. Hello, back to you. We're talking about some really stereotypical, like generalized Americanisms here on the, on the podcast today. Thank you so, so much, Gamer Girl. Thank you guys for the likes. Thank you for sharing the live. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's so nice to talk to people about these strange stereotypical sort of things that people do uh, in America, you know, and how people from around the world view that and think about that. We've talked about so many things so far, like sales, the sales tax, how America deep fries everything, the portions are huge, the tipping system, the cheerleading industry, how huge that is there. And the next thing is probably still one of my favorite things, like in, in this list, there's only a few things that like, everything is something that I can reflect on as someone who has moved abroad. And I can say like, wow, you know, it is really different there. Or like my relationship to things has really changed since I've moved here. Thank you, Sarah Goldschmidt for the rose. Wow. Thank you so much. That's so nice. Um, But like, there's so many things that I can reflect on and say, wow, you know, that's so different to me now. My relationship to that is different now. But it's not as if everything that I've that's on this list is something that I don't like anymore. Like, for example, the sales tax thing. I don't like that anymore. I love that here it's included. I'm just spoiled by it. But one thing that I do like about America on this list is the next thing, which is uh, that a lot of restaurants are 24 hours a day day. Mm. Let's talk about it. Riding. So we talked about fried food. So riding on the theme of America's love for eating. It's not uncommon to find restaurants that are open 24 hours a day. This is especially true in vibrant cities such as New York City, where there are a ton of eateries that are open around the clock. In other states, Denny's is a popular diner that is infamous for late night or early morning eats at any hour of the day. It doesn't matter what time you're hungry at, America will fill that void. That's true. If you have a void in your life in America, they will try to fill it with food. (laughs) Did you recently lose a loved one? Did you recently get diagnosed with cancer? Did you get broken up with? Did your car have a crash? Well, let's fill it with food, baby. No, it's just a joke. I love 24-hour restaurants. Like my favorite one back <laughs> My favorite one back in uh Mississippi was Waffle House. That was a place I would eat at at ungodly hours of the night. Like nobody should be going to a Waffle House at 3 a.m. to have like the an American breakfast with pancakes and like floppy bacon and soggy eggs. You just don't have to do that. But I love it. I love it. I love it. Sarah Goldschmidt says, what's the biggest difference for you? I mean, this list is crazy. There's so many things on here to to talk about. Um, it's, that's really hard to say. Some things I have a huge relationship to, like this 24-hour restaurant. I missed that, but it's not here. 
Uh, so I don't like here, like you say, I don't know any restaurant in Germany that's open 24 seven. Exactly. I mean, in, in Bavaria, most things aren't even open on Sundays. Like I can't go to the grocery store. You guys know all that already. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's a big difference, but every single thing on this list has some sort of difference, uh, to me. Um, gamer girl says in Jamaica, there's KFC, Wendy's and Burger King and McDonald's. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's, that's really KFC is all you need. You know what I mean? Wendy's is great. I actually, I like Wendy's burgers. Uh, McDonald's is always a favorite. D <laughs> DM Flyter says, I've got a void in my gas tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you there. Um, let's see. Abbas. Oh no, I was reading someone. You guys are having conversations with each other in there, which is really cool. I was starting to read something that I didn't, I didn't see the first part of. Um, yeah, so let's move on to another Americanism. Inga von Schneider says, you love to exploit, I'm going to guess you mean us, like you love to exploit us. Like me, like Jordan ex exploits my followers or I exploit Germans. How am I doing that? I'm just reading a list about things Americans do. So I don't really get what you're talking about. 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 I don't get it. Um, every restaurant orders uh, offers free refills. This is also something that's just like, yes. Um, pretty much every single fast food restaurant in the United States will offer free refills, as well as a lot of restaurants. Uh, in, in addition to that, if you purchase a soda in any food establishment, you are able to receive as many free refills as your heart desires. However, that's not the case everywhere in the world. France, France, France has actually banned the sale of unlimited refills in an effort to decrease obesity rates. Oh, seems that it isn't a problem for those in America as bigger always seems to be better. <laughs> uh, JB says, free refill only at Subway here and some McDonald's. Yes, it's definitely not everywhere. And I mean, especially if you go to a normal restaurant, you will not get, you will not get uh, free refills. You, re you definitely not, definitely not. Um, I mean, even, even like with water, that's one thing is like, you can order Leitungswasser, which is like, can I get water from the tap? And it makes it sound all dirty and cheap, but really that's all I need. Germany has great water. I, I like Leitungswasser. Why can't that just be the thing that you serve me at the restaurant? Why do I have to buy a glass bottle of still water? And then if I want more water, I got to buy more water. It's water. But that's just me. That's just me. If you do order a like a soft drink, like a Spezi or Fanta or Coke, whatever, I I get that they have to, like at some restaurants, charge you for the next one, that there isn't a free refill. But there is something to be said about that American feeling of sitting at a restaurant, ordering a steak, maybe not a steak, I don't know, something like catfish, like some like something good, like a Southern meal, and having like your your water or your sweet tea or your Coke or something, and the waitress just comes by, nice as can be, unannounced, 
and just y'all enjoying yourselves here just a free refill man i'm already tipping 20 percent at least and i'm gonna eat all this food so at least you can give me a free refill um leonis says uh, to be fair leitungswasser doesn't taste great everywhere you're absolutely right of course it's not the same everywhere that's totally fair um, but it's probably still better than most of the states in America because um, America's got crazy bad water problems. Um, JB says, free refill only if the Tischnachbar has no focus on his drink. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, I mean, speaking of drinks, this next one is also like a, an Americanism. Uh, just before we jump into the next one, I want to say again to everyone watching this live on TikTok, thank you so much for the likes. Thank you for sharing this live with your friends, people who want to talk about Americanisms uh, and these, these these stereotypes and, you know, just kind of talking about it in a funny way. What, how, do, how do you feel about these as Germans and as Europeans, as people from different countries? Uh, it's just funny to think about it. Like me and Gamer Girl, we love fried chicken now. That's like our thing, you know? Sarah Goldschmidt, she gets me. She sends roses. JB, oh, dude, thanks for the donut. I am an American, and I do love donuts. Thank you so much for that. Um, you know, and I'm getting kind of put in my place, told some facts. Like Leonis says, it's not great everywhere. You're totally right. It's probably not great everywhere, but it's probably still better than America because America's water system sucks. Um, but, but the next thing to talk about here is... When you go to America, there is this one thing that I don't love, which is that they will fill your cup like to the absolute brim with ice, like up, like to where it's like, ah, like right over to the top. And that's too much ice. That's too much ice. Putting an excessive amount of ice in drinks is mostly a US thing. I didn't know that. On the contrary, a lot of foreigners believe that ice simply waters down your drinks and is not needed. People in America seem to have an obsession with keeping beverages as cold as possible, such as fountain soda or iced coffee. I do like a lot of ice in the iced coffee, unless unless it's all ice and then like one-fifth coffee and then like, you know, four-fifths milk. I hate that. Um, people in America seem to have an obsession with keeping beverages as cold as possible, such as, all right, I just said that. Wow. Wow, I just said that. You will never have a drink that doesn't have enough ice in it on a trip throughout America as they fill it with the br to the brim every single time. Okay. Yes, that's a common thing. That's a very common thing, to have a lot of ice in your drink. Do I like it a lot? No, not necessarily. I like some ice. I don't like that I go to a place here, ask for a... Let's say you get like a, a Coke at a McDonald's just to keep on the fast food track here. I don't like that that doesn't come with like a little ice cubes, like a few ice cubes, maybe like half or less. It does, it is kind of refreshing and it, you know, it kind of stretches that Coke out a little bit at the end. I don't think it just waters everything down. It depends how much ice you have. Do I want to go to a restaurant that's like all the way to the very top ice and then I'm so thirsty that I can't even drink the water because it's all ice? No, of course I don't want that. Do I want a little ice in my drink? Do I like crushed ice? Does my mom love crushed ice from Sonic? Yes. Why? Because it's cool, man. It's great. I like some ice. I go to McDonald's here and get a burger on the road, grab a Coke uh, with it, and uh, there's no ice at all. Isn't that weird? Is it just me? Okay. 
Gamer Girl says, in Jamaica, too, it's way too much ice. But ice is good because Jamaica is hot. That's like, that should be your mantra. Ice is good because Jamaica's hot. Um, JB says, well, there is no place for drinks. Free refill, the only logical option. I think we're, we've been on the same page for about an hour now, JB. I think free refills is absolutely the only option left. It's the only logical choice. Oh, this is a good question from uh, Leonis. Uh, how was it for you to get used to the metric system? And that's funny because I don't, I don't think that's covered on this um, list, how they don't use the metric system in America. It really should be on this list because it's so crazy that uh, it is a huge difference, perhaps one of the m most important differences. Um, yeah, that was that was really crazy. Um, I mean, of course, you know, growing up, you, you hear about the metric system. And that's the thing is like growing up in a public school in America, you do hear of the metric system, but the same way, and this is so dumb, guys, this is so American, the same way that you guys would be in school and find out that Americans don't use it, you'd be like, these idiots, like, that's so stupid. Why don't they use it? It's the same situation for Americans learning that other countries or just, you know, you say like Europe uses a metric system. If you're a kid, like growing up, you're like, that's so stupid. Like, why would they do that? That's stupid. Uh, an inch, uh, a foot. I mean, <laughs> what else do you need? Um, but of course you hear, you start using things like, you know, we have centimeters into the inches and for some reason, millimeters inside the centimeters. So we kind of blend it. Um, I think the Brits also use pounds. We use pounds. The pounds are weird. Um, was it hard to get used to? Actually, no. Because a uh, big surprise here for this American boy, it's very <laughs> easy. It's very logical. It's very logical. Come on. It makes so much sense. Everything fits into the next thing and it all makes sense. Um, I, the kilometers, like that distance still kind of doesn't quite stick in my head. Like when I'm driving, I still think of miles, um, but my phone says kilometers, so I have no idea how far I've driven. And I don't want to Google what the difference is because I'm driving. Um, Leonis says, yeah, math was always not my strong suit, uh, strong point in the U.S., Learning metric in Germany went real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's relatively easy. Claudita says, how they don't use it. Don't get it. Yeah. Look, join the club. I have no idea why we don't use it. We just got to be different somehow. Just like, isn't it only the UK and maybe Australia that drive on the left side of the road? Is it only those two countries i could be wrong about that but it's one of those things of like let's just be different you know i don't know why america there must be a great re, there must be a great youtube video about why america doesn't use the metric system i'm gonna try and find one today i bet there is a great one about it uh jb says i'm so sad but i have to leave it was great to be in your life hey jb thank you so much for being here it was great to interact with you thank you for the likes Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you soon. Yes, sir. Hope to see you in the next live. Have a great evening. Thank you. Uh, Leona says Japan too. Japan. Oh, and Thailand. Okay, so a lot of countries do it. 
Um, yeah, but you know, but you know, but you know. Inga von Schneider says she would love to stay, but she has a date. Ooh, she has a date. Well, what a, I feel so honored that I was your pre-date, pre-game hangout. Um, I got you all warmed up for your date. You could talk about that idiot who um, <laughs> talks about America too much. Uh, have a great date. Good luck. I hope it's really, really fun. I hope the person you're going to see is nice and funny and smart. And I hope you have a fun time. Uh, Leonis says, the, the U.S. was like, cups, that's fun, feet, heck yeah. <laughs> You're right, Leonis, that's exactly, that's exactly what they do. Inga von Steiner says, I love you, hey, I love you too. Go have a great date and go get lucky and have a fun time. Guys, actually, this is a perfect moment for me uh, to wrap things up here on the live. If you would like to, um, yeah, if you would like to hear this episode of the podcast the whole thing uh the part the podcast is called artsy fartsy immigrants and this episode will come out thursday thank you so much for being here i love talking with you but i have to go we'll talk more another time thanks a lot and be safe and take it easy all right guys well as you could tell this was uh, an interactive thing on uh, tiktok again but we had actually a lot more people on this one than we did the last time um, sometimes it's nice, normal people. Sometimes it's, uh, kind of weird, aggressive people. You can never really tell too much, but, um, it's always fun to talk to different people and get some different perspectives on things. Um, this was a cool, fun Americanism episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so for those listening, first off, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. We really love building this small community here through the different platforms, and I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, If you don't already follow Artsy Fartsy Immigrants um, on Instagram, go ahead and do that. We have a YouTube channel. We're going to try and make some more live videos this year, hopefully. God. Um, We have a Twitter, but we don't really do too much with that. Um, And we have a TikTok channel. So go ahead and follow those platforms if you care to, if you have those platforms. Uh, If not, then just tell a friend about this show, especially if you enjoyed this one, talking about funny different things and interacting with people online from around the world. You know, I can do more episodes like this. Uh, Just give us a rating, a review, or a comment, anything on Apple Podcasts. Let, you know, help our show get to the top of the algorithm for people uh, like us, like the Artsy Fartsy fam. So thank you, Artsy Fartsy fam. Have a great rest of your day, and I will be back next week. Look out, baby, the saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby blue. Artsy Fartsy Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.